Where we fondly dissect the best and the worst of 90s teen horror. I'm Kirsty Logan. This is my co-host Heather Parry. We are outside to not spread coronavirus, <laughs> and this is episode two of our what is it? The pre-Christmas? No, no, pre-Halloween Halloween Christmas for goths, as we know. <laughs> Pre-goth Christmas, 13 more tales of horror minisode series countdown series exactly nice one heather <laughs> thanks you're welcome um and today we're doing oh so uh one episode every day we're doing 13 more tales of horror so we're doing one story every day in a minisode i feel like i've said the same thing about eight times um also minisode minisode is that a real it is not it makes me think of those baby bell adverts mini real cheese mini real episode <laughs> we never do real episodes come on um but today we are doing a real story a real story by Diane Ho. <laughs> For once. It's called The Piano. And I'm going to straight up say it is the best thing Diane Ho has ever written. Do you think she wrote it? It just doesn't hit any of her usual beats, does it? <laughs> no, it really doesn't. Um, it's essentially a phantom of the opera ripoff as well, but made weird. Shall I just launch it? That's like your dream. That's like your catnip. <laughs> if someone was like, it's phantom of the opera made weird, you'd be like... <gasps> Where is it? Can you take something how camp this is and make it slightly weirder? <laughs> yes. Okay. Can it be queer also? <laughs> I don't think it's queer, but it could but be. It could anyway. Be. So Laura is a 17-year-old girl living with her late father's widow, Sally, who was 25 years his junior. Now, I was like, I'm going to work out how old she is. You can't because we don't know his age. So don't waste your time. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Sally is a nasty bitch. Um, and she forces Laura to practice the piano so she might get as good as her grandma, who was a f- uh, quite famous pianist. Uh, and this might make them both rich, even though it seems like they already are. Yeah. But she They've is just... They've got a massive house and everything. Just greed. Just greed, probably, yeah. Uh, so Laura sits at her piano, which was passed down to her from her grandma, and is, like, generally hating Sally and all this kind of stuff, thinking about blah, blah, blah. I love that um, Sally does the classic lazy person thing of eating bonbons. Oh, my gosh, she eats bonbons. If I, mean, I was rich, I would eat bonbons. I would eat gold bonbons. I would pay someone to feed me bonbons. So she's sitting at her piano, and it begins to speak to her um, by playing songs. Now, I immediately thought this is one of those joke pianos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, her problem Or you problem pretend solved. to play and it just plays the tune. Yeah, then she can just program it with some classical music and the problems are literally solved. Uh, but no, she thinks this is just totally normal and fine that the piano is playing itself. Yeah, she's a plot hole. really adapts quite quickly to this. I feel like if that happened to me, my first thought would be, yeah, it's, I accidentally had a trick piano and I didn't know. My second thought would be, I'm insane. My, yeah, I'd be like, someone has spiked me yeah. with something. Um, but then also I'd be like, well, how far can this take me? Or maybe she's taken something, so she's unsurprised. She's maybe. like, oh, this is uh, my acid kicking in. <laughs> you could probably take all the stories in this book as someone's weird acid fever dream. Um, but she just runs with it, and that's fine. Um, she's practicing for a competition, and if she wins, she's going to get full scholarship to what they say is the conservatory in London. Now, I'm pretty sure it's called the conservatoire. 
A conservatory is the little glass room at the back of your house that's too hot or too cold depending on the season. It's the sun room, if you will. I like. Oh, is that what you, they call it where you're from? The <laughs> no, sun room. We don't have them where I come <laughs> no, from. I never had one either. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's weird. Why have they done that? Because you can't call it the conservatory because that's a real place. You, I don't think there's like TM on the conservatoire. They've got them everywhere. Anyway, anyway, she's gonna go to the conservatoire in London. Um, maybe, maybe Diane Ho googled it and saw the name conservatoire and was like, "That's probably the one in France." Oh, the so I'll one in- anglicize it. <laughs> uh, so her main rival for this is a girl called Susanna. Right. So one day she goes out and she sees Susanna on a horse, which leads me to believe they are quite posh. These are real posh shows, these people. <laughs> right. And then Susanna on top of the horse is going over a bridge, uh, but the bridge is not sufficiently put together to hold the weight of a horse and a person. So they fall into the water and the horse stamps on her head and kills her dead, which is really, really brutal. I understood it that the horse's body like fully lands on her. Yeah. Like she falls and somehow falls off the horse and then the horse splat like lands on her. No, so it's like, how high is this fucking bridge? Yeah, and how is it just collapse? But the, what actually happens is that she does fall on the horse and then the horse tries to get up and in trying to go up, it crushes her skull with its fucking horse feet. Fine. These totally stories fine. don't fuck around. Diane, my God. <laughs> Um, and Laura tries to call out to stop her, but can't for some reason. Is the reason that you didn't want to? I think maybe. <laughs> um, so we're already like, huh, maybe this piano's got some sort of magical power. So the next thing is that Sally comes in to give Laura a sandwich. Not a euphemism. <laughs> what would that like be a euphemism for? I don't know, but let's not go there. Okay. Um, and she tells her, there's a really weird bit of exposition where she's like, even though I'm going out for dinner later, I too am going to eat a sandwich. Right, and you're like, why the hell have they put that in? And that's because she's going to choke on the sandwich, and they just had to clarify that we know she's also eating. But you yeah, could have done that. Why a lot. couldn't she have just had a sandwich? <laughs> why do we have to know that she's going out for dinner? Diet. That is quite. Because she's greedy. Because oh, she's she greedy. Bonbons. Because that see. means you're a bad person. If you eat sandwiches prior to dinner, you deserve to die. Okay, fine. So Sally chokes on the sandwich and Laura... She could have choked on a bonbon. She could have. It would have been more fun. Uh, so Laura just watches her die. Which again is really, really brutal. She just chokes to death and she's really dead. It's not some like mirage. <laughs> um, so the piano is doing these things. How? Actually, what do you mean how? Actually how? What do you mean how? <laughs> it's just magical. Why are you questioning it now? You didn't question it when... Fucking Jethro is a man made out of rock. You didn't question it when Lanny could turn people into ice. I feel like I horrendously questioned Jethro. Yeah, right. But maybe not. Anyway, uh, it's good though. Even though it's ridiculous, it's good. And it's a good thing for her that it's happened. So her dad, who was definitely rich, left her a trust fund. So now she can just do what she wants, which involves her not playing the piano as much as she was forced to before. Now... Can you see where this is going? I can guess. Because <laughs> I know evil pianos, and I know how they <laughs> respond to things. The pia- also, all the way through this, I imagine it like a baby grand. So then, like, it would flap its, like, top flap <laughs> angrily. Like, I don't know, what would that have been in, like, Wizardora or something, where, yeah. like, things would have flapped angrily? Angry flapping. Another lesbian. <laughs> uh... Yeah, very That's much a Bikini Bill vibe. spoken word troop. 
<laughs> angry flapping. flapping. You know it's cunt flaps. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, so Piano's not happy. Um, and when it like senses that she's not going to be spending as much time with it anymore, it slams her against the wall. Like the piano, baby grand, I've decided, rushes across the room and pins her against the wall. Right? Which is quite frightening. That is quite frightening. I also feel like she didn't at any point make this deal with the piano. That's true. She didn't sign anything. She didn't even think about it. The piano just decided. Meaning piano. You know, consent is a very important thing. Even for evil pianos. Exactly. Well, especially for evil pianos, in my opinion. If if you are listening and you're an evil piano, you got to get consent. You really do. You really do. Um, so here's the story, though. It turns out Laura's grandma who was the amazing pianist, also wanted to give up the piano, but the piano didn't like that either. And her grandma was found dead, pinned against the piano, her fingers in bleeding stumps, having played for hours and hours while she died. What the <laughs> fuck? You all right, Diane? Oh my God. Who hurt you, Diane? <laughs> a piano. <laughs> Look, I didn't want to do piano as a kid either. And I gave up, and I regretted it, and now I love it. So maybe Dan, just go to another lesson. Just maybe get a maybe she's tried again now. Yeah. Well, so then we think Laura might die, but guess what? She's not. She doesn't. She escapes the piano through the little leg bit, which is quite a good escape route, um, and then gets the axe that apparently everyone has in their house, um, I do. and chops the piano up into bits. But will I read you the ending? Go on, I'm so ready. Da 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 da. Um, so she goes out, right, to a, some on sort a of... On a date, I think? A, yeah. To maybe see for a boy. Ice <clears throat> then, faintly at first, a gentle tinkling began, like a tiny little bell being rung. It was an infant sound, but it grew quickly, gathering strength and volume until the music room filled with a rich, promising melody. As it played, the splintered piano wood began to move, moulding itself back together again, then flying up into the air to reattach itself. Sorry, to attach itself to what was left of the piano frame. And then it plays Tomorrow. It's very Aladdin. Is isn't it? it? Things coming together in the air. Or maybe I'm no, thinking of Beauty and the Beast. No, oh yeah, or The Sword in the Stone. Oh yeah, it's very Disney. Yeah. Um, but like horror Disney. Oh, that's everything I dream and more. <laughs> horror Disney. Disney. Um, very much like Disney, it's also racist. <laughs> Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, because the whole thing about the piano is that her grandma bought it off, and I quote, some Hungarian gypsy. Oh, no. Like, what a strange racism, though, as if, like, Hungarian travellers have telekinetic pianos as a trope. <laughs> what weird... Your racism is confused. <laughs> yeah, like, we don't like the word gypsy for a start, but also, what just bizarre collection of things there. But racism aside... I loved it. I mean, it's scary. And also, okay, the protagonist doesn't die. But it's heavily implied that she will die very soon. Yeah. Maybe tomorrow. Yeah. Because she's not going to escape that piano house. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the house just becomes a giant grand piano and then just runs down the street after her. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's weirdly good. There's a normal amount of characters. Yeah. This is why I'm like, Diane, Did you? is this your early work? <laughs> or somebody else's Or somebody work. else's. <laughs> it's, it's good. It is good. I wish her other full-length books had that level of horror and few characters. I mean, it is Diane in that it's like the entire thing is essentially an exposition dump. I mean, yeah. 
<laughs> kind of everything. It is point horror. It works because it's very brief. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, it's got three deaths in it. And let's look at them. Choking on a sandwich. It's not that brutal, but while someone watches you die, that's quite bad. And does nothing. Being trampled to death by a horse when we're told that it, like, crushes your skull with its big horse foot. That's, that's really scary. Rough. I find horses quite scary. Yeah. Um, I think it's quite sensible to be wary of horses. Like, they are beautiful and majestic, but they can also kill you. Yeah, and they will. Yeah. They've got the... Murder got the horses. <laughs> it's one of those murder horses. Um, and then what's the other one? Yeah, pinned to a wall while you play yourself to death on the piano. Until, like, I, I assume you die of, like, exhaustion, dehydration? Oh, or just, like, yeah. I was going to say exposure, but she's not outside. <laughs> I mean, maybe the piano has power of temperature. And we like, don't know. <coughs> Excuse me. In um, in my world, it's getting like some sort of like perverse sexual pleasure out of her grandma having to like play while she dies as well. Interesting, you say that because you could using my English degree, you could read the piano as a bad boyfriend. The could piano you? is someone who is like, no, don't spend time with anyone else only me you will do exactly what I want you to do and you've not to go out with anyone else or speak to anyone else and I will kill everyone around you and makes um, semi nonsensical mixtapes <laughs> <laughs> communicates through mixtapes always a warning sign I did like the sort of communicates through song title thing. yeah I thought that was quite good but that falls down if you don't have a shared cultural Thing because what if you just don't know the song? I guess you just are supposed to know from the title. Well, you know, you're supposed to know the title from the tune, which oh, isn't yeah, always the case shit. as well. Hasn't Diane Ho done this before? Didn't she do one where there was like a puddle monster <laughs> who, <laughs> who played songs as threats and then they became literally true? Like somebody drowned in the bath because they'd heard a song that was like, I drown you for love. <laughs> and someone got stabbed in the heart and the song was like, Shot through the heart with love. Oh my Do you God. not remember this? Did why I is, dream this? Why does the very concept of music scare Diane Hart? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, is it good though? It is good. I would give it maybe a five. No, come on, it's I, not that good. I loved it. Were you drunk when you read this? No. Are you sure? Unfortunately not. I'm going to give it a three. Okay. So it evens out at four. We'll meet on a four. Is it good bad? I mean, it's kind of silly fun. Yeah. Um, Sorry, that's the neighbour putting their bin out. (laughs) (laughs) The joys of outdoor recording. (laughs) Um, I'll give it maybe a three for good, bad. Yeah, all right then. Okay. So it's a four and a three. Tomorrow, we have got uh, The Devil's Footprints. (gasps) Sounds bad. Is bad. Do you think? Well, we'll not get into it. Okay, well, we'll we'll find out tomorrow. Yes. Uh, Until then, you can find us on Instagram at Teenage Scream Pod, on Twitter at Teenage Scream underscore. Um, and you can go to patreon.com slash Teenage Screen Podcast and become Patreon and help us to, um, I don't know, buy a shed in which we can record uh, yeah. through winter when we're not allowed in real rooms. I don't we'll know. Cover the, well, that would just be the same as being inside. Yeah, it would. We true. could buy some egg boxes to put on the walls. Yes. <laughs> well, so do that. And we'll <laughs> see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.